So, how should I start? This podcast is building to a mixed-media performance installation about women's journeys and the real, imagined concepts of the present Pangea. It's produced by Lucille International Theatre Company, based in Houston, Texas. The photography in the final exhibition will be featured by Rochette Hawk. The sound design and music is composed by Garrett Gonzalez. And a special thank you to Carol Keating, Debbie Bai, and all of our Kickstarter backers, and everyone that has given their support to this project. I'm Melissa Flower. I'm Lisa Villegas. This is Pangea. Yeah, I was born in Poland. Okay. But uh, my fam- family was banned, just as they were German in that case. Because um, I don't know how familiar you are with the history of Germany, Poland, mm-hmm. obviously. Due to the World Wars, there was German in that time, so my grandparents learned German. At school, were born in this time in the German area, but then my parents were born in Poland, and I was born as well in Poland. Because in that time, it was uh, under the Soviet Union. And, um, yeah, so after the war went down, then my family went back to Germany that was then Germany. So I was then, when I was a baby, I grew up in Germany and went there to school. But I wasn't aware about where my family came from. (laughs) So I thought they were Polish, so... But as I said, my unawareness uh, caused it that I thought that I was more Polish than German in that time, but then I found out I I wasn't really. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in this week as we talk to Sandra, a woman who lived in Germany, Poland, and Dubai before moving to Houston. Uh, You you were raised with different ideas Mm -hmm. in this way. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, not maybe ideas with different, and also their ideas when you are in a certain country are also different. So mm. it also reflects it because I was considered a very German. What I really didn't want to be, so I wanted to be a part of that. It mm. wasn't like that. Uh, obviously, I didn't speak really the language well. The German was my first language. Mm. Um, but it was also the course of history somehow. That I, I really didn't want to be German. <laughs> so uh, it, it was something also what um, came afterwards. Like when you, when you were, grew up in Germany, um, now it changed somehow. Now there's such a, um, people are not anymore ashamed to say that they're from Germany. But there was a certain mm. time where people it wasn't normal that when there was like a World Cup that it was good to show your flag. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it, it's extreme. Now people are really happy to mm-hmm. uh, mm, celebrate it. But in the past it was like, mm, cause, because mm. of the Second World War. Right. Um, there was a certain event in my life that... Uh, <laughs> why it happened that I... Uh, in fact, I had a lot of contact with my teachers so fortunately and they tried to support me somehow and there was one such an event um, that um, my 
Nej, maybe I won't say it. Um, there was a certain event that caused um, that I felt very ashamed about, and, um, and I was at home, in fact, but uh, a teacher was at my home, and it happened something that I was very, very ashamed about. Uh-huh. How and old? I, I, 16, 16, this time, 16, uh-huh. 17, in this period, time period. And I decided, uh, no, no. And uh, I think this is the reason also why I really, really, really want to educate about racism, what is really happening. Like about, I mean like... Uh, about the Holocaust, about the Second World War, about giving awareness to people which are idiots, that they shouldn't be idiots. <laughs> and that's the reason that... Um, it was just a very upsetting moment, a shaming moment for me. And uh, this was the moment where I doubted um, where I should belong to. Like, and... Yeah, I... Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, it, it is just that um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's it's it just that yeah, and it was just an event. It was really con- conclusive and saying okay, I I have to go further, and that's it. So, and I guess this is something like. Also in the context to the U.S., I guess. Um, so I lived in Poland, and uh, I came to a conclusion because it, it was a great, generally a great time, and I received the opportunity to travel a lot. Like I got many scholarships to travel to do my research in the U.K. I worked in, in Serbia, in Ukraine, so I lived in a monastery for a while due to the s- studies, what I did. So this was great, actually, because um, then I came to the conclusion when I stood there, well, maybe I should explore more. <laughs> it's time to see more, not just think about what was or who you are or something like that. Just let's see. And um, yeah, so I traveled a lot through Europe through also Moldavia and try to see more. Um, and when I did my research actually in the UK, I got to Mopako. We met in Edinburgh in a bar. I danced salsa in that time. <laughs> actually, I know, uh, I know her from the tango. We, okay, to explain it now. Because we started, I danced salsa, so he came over. I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> I was sitting there and it's like, then he came over and like, shall we dance? So he was very confident, as he is. <laughs> and dancing with me and like, yeah. <laughs> His dancing abilities were limited in a certain way. He was confident. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, but... So we were dancing, he invited me for a drink, but I didn't want to drink. And then later on we exchanged numbers somehow, and then we met each other like regularly. Then I said, hmm, I want to be with him. So Aww. that's like many things will happen, what I mentioned, many things what happen in your life, it happens sometimes. You, don't, you can't choose where you are from, 
like where you pull your pants are or something like that. But I wanted to. Aww. I really, really wanted to. It's <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing now to become emotional. <laughs> <laughs> you change the room. I was supposed to go to uh, Dubai, and we had known each other like a month. And in that moment, I said, "Okay, I really want to be with him." So we had the nine-month distance relationship. It was from Edinburgh, then I went back to Poland because I finished uh, my research for my master. Mm. And then, actually, this was a very nice coincidence. My, okay, so my advisor, actually, she mentioned, you know, there's actually an international conference in Sharjah, so go there, you will represent our academy and publish mm. your work, uh, your master. And then yeah, I gave, gave a talk and... Uh, then it was published and so this was like actually where I got the official entry into Dubai before I was just a tourist traveling forth and back forth and back and mm. considerably forth and back because it was a pretty expensive forth and back so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, no wedding because of that yeah. <laughs> this was the pre-investment yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was a worth one I got the job in the gallery and yeah, um, the gallery was very specific, as I mentioned. Like it was this kind of very affluent clientele, like with a lot of money mm-hmm. and like all those shakes and all mm-hmm. this uh, conjuring. But in Dubai, it is like this place where shakes and generally people are coming, visiting the hotels, having a drink, and then party, eventually a prostitute, and then go back to the country. I don't know how it's here in this way, because like, cause you mentioned. I don't know how it is. I know from the news that there may be certain struggles, but uh, it is something like, mm. I don't know how far it goes. Because, in fact, I choose my environment to be more in the educational area to mm-hmm. to say, okay. But obviously in this way, people think also more commonly in the same way that we want to be tolerant, we want to educate tolerance, we want to do and help mm-hmm. out. But it's something like there it's really lived. So what I really would say, racism is there everywhere. Mm-hmm. And just the money distinguishes more. The, the problem is like the current situation there is that there are so many workers coming from like Bangladesh, from India, Philippines, and then it is this kind of China as well, not that many, so that they classify those people. So yeah. you really, really notice it in the behavior. You really, really notice it. You don't want it. It's, it's even like this. It's the contrary. It's like they sometimes make even jokes about like there's a German. He thinks about how shall he talk to a person of color, uh-huh. like like. Sometimes certain people which really don't want to be offensive, they don't say like dark person, person of color. Like mm-hmm. it is like the, the fear to say too much. Mm-hmm. It's, even when you don't mean it or even like that, it's, it, you couldn't be proud, you couldn't show flag. This was like so sad that mm-hmm. uh, it was even off- officially said in the media that now. Germans are again able to show flag, their flag. 
this before, mm. obviously. Yeah. For example, my uh, initials are um, Sandra Samalek, so it would be SS. I, don't, I know I shouldn't. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> I, I, I know, but for, now, this is now, no, 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 no. What's the point? <laughs> What's the point? I, you can choose your play kit for the car. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I couldn't put my initials in. Ah. I'm not allowed. It's by law by not allowed. No, I'm not wow. allowed to use my initials. So this is what I want to say. That it's really highly restricted. It's not a surprise. That they are now harshly, like, not harshly, strongly, strongly educating people not to have the same situation or mm-hmm. anything like that. that mm-hmm. People become oversensitive. And I think this is something what was raised in Germany strongly, mm-hmm. I think, in this way. But, yeah, it's not a question how it will evolve. Yeah. Do you, think that, do you think that Germany went too far in the way that... I don't know. I don't think so. It's... Mm, I don't think so, no. Mm, yeah. But obviously, I guess... It's the majority of people right now. In every kind of society, are exceptions also. They're also mm-hmm. uh, idiots. So <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. So I think this <laughs> syndrome, <laughs> syndrome is popular. It is, uh, you can't rotten them out. As we talked before of the refugees, there's now this kind of problem that um, they... I think they're scared on one side that they are going not good, that too much money goes into them, that uh, the support will be very expensive, and that the taxpayers have to pay them, and people don't want it. I think this is like the generally thing that people don't want it. I think it's the same here. Yeah, everything is Every on economic terms. Obviously, everything money. is money. because it's a. I mean, it's also a reflection of power. Like money mm-hmm. is power. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's definitely that. I think here, in fact, yeah, I, I don't know how many ent- people entered here of all those refugees, maybe several hundred. Um, no, we're taking 10,000. Really? Mm-hmm. And Germany's um, taking a lot. Oh, yeah, about Germany's a million, a one and a half right now. Paco got again the promotion. So he uh, actually got the proposal to go to Houston. And I had no idea what, what I shall expect. I, I was a bit scared at the beginning because it was like my idea of Houston. I, I had no idea, in fact. And so the only thing what I type in Google, Houston, the fattest city, or something <laughs> like that. It's like, okay, my idea generally of Texas was like Wild West. Um, <laughs> Cowboys, dryness. <laughs> so we see it's the total opposite. And uh, I, I was like really, really, really surprised when I, I arrived here. It was obviously like a huge difference between um, Dubai and um, everything before in Europe. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I thought at the beginning before I arrived here in November, so it was last year. Before I arrived here, I thought like, oh, will I be able? to do something maybe in arts or like because as I mentioned I'm an art conservator and um, what am I going to do here are here museums or something like that Mm -hmm. and 
then arrived here and it was clearly the opposite. It was like, wow! Museum district. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, this was on purpose. I, yeah. I told my husband, we are going to move here. <laughs> Good choice. Definitely, like, yeah. I want to live here. This is uh, <laughs> like the Miller Theater, we, we're like all the time going yeah. there. Uh, I'm volunteering here, like I'm a full-time volunteer of the Commerce Club here. Like I, I'm here in the Holocaust Museum, and the VH, oh. and the Czech Center Museum. And uh, so it is like, oh, I love it, because it's really like culturally loaded. Mm-hmm. And it's a great city, definitely. Um, but it wasn't easy to come here, actually, because before we arrived here, we were discussing what I'm not going to do here. Uh, yeah. The idea behind was that mm-hmm. uh, I would apply here for the um, for a PhD because when I heard about that we are going to move here and I heard about the program actually was the main reason why I wanted to come here because there's a, at the Rice University a pro PhD program and I thought oh I want to come here do the program because <laughs> uh, it happened that I went to in April to Germany and then I received the reply that I wasn't accepted like oh no and then what are we going to do so and then obviously I was stopped at the border. I explained that he's my boyfriend. We want to be together, and uh, I'm not here for work or anything. I really, really, really want to be with him. So I was scared that they will send us, uh, will send me back. But there were one Mister said, "That's fine. It's it's clear that I really want to go to him and to Paco." And then the second time I arrived, <coughs> then I had all the documents already. So, because um, we got married in May. Yeah, it was um, it was very unromantic. Yeah. <laughs> did, you go, did you go to the courthouse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. It was on uh, Friday the thirteenth. Very, <laughs> very spontaneous. Like we weren't even sure if we would work out. We went with the documents and like let's see. Then uh, we we stood there and. Um, to do, then they said go to the judge. Then uh, his colleagues invited us like um, uh, for lunch. Then we went to New York because this I, I I've told him okay I don't care about the wedding. It will be all, all in all very complicated because his family is Mexican, my family is everywhere. Yeah, let's say in this way <laughs> everywhere, but it wouldn't be good to get. So in this way, I think it costs. It doesn't make sense, and it is for us. We want to be together. We need to prove anybody that we want to be together. So, but I want to celebrate it at least somehow. So we went to New Orleans so, oh. for a weekend to enjoy it, to celebrate it somehow, and it was yeah. nice. And, and yeah, so this was our. Honey, honey wedding weekend so. yeah. <laughs> in this way and yeah it was funny it was really nice like so I applied for a dependent visa then I arrived with them I had like a stack of papers I was again sent to the room oh yeah and it, you feel like a criminal in that moment because it's like I haven't done anything I really wouldn't I, I like what and but you asked you and obviously they want to protect uh, the country, what is understandable to 
uh, have people that are coming here for work or something just to check if I'm illegally mm. working or mm. seeking a job because I'm not allowed even to seek a job so that's the because as I said uh, there aren't that many probably that are married to a Mexican husband there's like a certain visa that people get oh uh, okay if you're with someone that's Mexican or with someone that's Canadian exactly oh, and then the spouse isn't allowed to work and all this you aren't allowed. Obviously, it's, it's, it's a very complicated thing. You can't generalize it because I think the American visa pr uh, system is one of the most complicated ones. Mm. I went straight here to volunteer. This was one thing what I wanted to do because not to go crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> and also to be in the right environment. I, I really love to be with people in a certain way mm -hmm. which have the same interests, so obviously. I would have chosen the museum, so it was that what I could do. And yeah, I started to occupy myself making the website just to do something. Mm -hmm. I learned how to make a website. And then <laughs> I started to make something like a dictionary for art historians in five languages, because I had no idea what to do. <laughs> That's so cool. No, I, I really had no idea what to do, because you are in a certain way, you want to do something, but you aren't allowed, and obviously you don't want to, you don't want to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, as much as I know, I'm not even allowed to volunteer in a regular company. So we will see. It's... it's it's a question of time. I definitely will prepare myself. I, I will apply again to get the PhD position. I guess it doesn't make sense to get upset in this way. So I'm personally very interested in art forgery. And mm. it, it came due to the work what I did in Dubai. Mm -hmm. So mm. And um, I even did with some art forgers, especially during that time when I was in Germany, to use it also uh, I traveled to the art forges in Germany, which were in jail, and I talked to I talked to um, one art forger who was in jail. He's, I'm not sure if I should, if I, but he was in fact he wasn't in jail, and um, he he created very famous German artists, recreated them, and actually there were art dealers that came to him. And said, "Are you draw like him? We maybe could need it. I'm not sure how far it is also true, because obviously it's also his story. So I don't know. Then there's um, another art forger. I talked to his daughter, because the art forger himself is already very sick and wasn't able. He's very ill. He wasn't able to talk." So, and they told me, for example, and it, it, it sounds true, it sounds true that there were uh, some representatives from the Eastern uh, German museums that asked him to receive some copies. Then, I, I'm not sure if I should say this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what I wanted to say is... Uh, <laughs> Um, I, he generally recreated Picasso, Picasso's uh, wow. famous German artists. And one thing is actually that the German market, or generally Jewish German artists, they had like a, the demand <coughs> for them raised highly, and it, it influences highly also like the view how you see the art, the political situation. 
um, has a high impact how the prices, like those prices go into millions. Mm -hmm. And this is very interesting to see how the demand raised and so how the demand raised and according, the pri according to the prices and um, how dealers in a certain way influence this as well. So that's what I mean. Like it is, and this is actually interesting also in Houston because uh, it is it's highly influenced by the oil business and mm. Dubai. So yeah. there was money, there's art. Either to find techniques, uh, like find scientific ways how to analyze it, but also question the way, um, like do the provenance research. This is something what I also did in uh, Dubai all the time, that I had to find out where from the pieces come, and it is about the business, it's clear. Especially in Dubai, I saw very, very, very rich people coming, mm -hmm. like really well-known politicians mm -hmm. or um, like royal family members in this way, and they just wanted to have the name. So it didn't matter. Like, do you have like Picasso's, Dali's, Van Gogh's? Like, no, no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> So, and this this let me ask all the time a question, like, is it really the value? Is it really... Because it's also a very particular world. When you're in Dubai, it's like um, you live a bit like like in a bubble. Sharjah is very conservative, mm -hmm. for example. In comparison to Dubai, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's conservative. But uh, Dubai is like this kind of living bubble, like with the, oh, I have my Louis Vuitton and all this. Mm. So it is very empty. And especially when I came here, it was like, because I was afraid, not that it will be this kind of bubble life. Mm -hmm. um, but I was surprised when I arrived here that people are here very kind, like very kind, like very humble, like very modest in the way of being. It is this kind of differences what you see, and this was what I was a bit scared of that it would be maybe something similar, like in Dubai, this emptiness, mm -hmm. this cultural emptiness. Because mm -hmm. imagine you go to a theater play, and it, it, it happens just like every two months a good theater play, two, mm -hmm. three months, that there's really something. And then there's an emptiness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you don't have really much to do, you can't see much. Like you're, you're very restricted to that what the market offers you. you you have the option to go to a mall mm -hmm. enjoy your life at the beach and it's a nice life, people love it so when I arrived in Houston it was like wow like, oh, museums <laughs> museums, theaters, <laughs> middle theaters like yeah I want to stay here and it's amazing and it, it, it was something really 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 nice like in that moment that you can say Oh, uh, so I think it's on one side you, especially what I see in the Holocaust Museum, because um, those people are like really, fine. obviously they are very affected due to the history. They are people that survived the Holocaust. They are giving classes about the victims about racism and I think this is something what is here um, highly appreciated one I understand when there is when they want to 
not to permit the overload of immigrants and then everybody won't stay, nobody will stay in their own country. But that's the problem. There are is political issues, there are economical issues mm -hmm. in a certain country, so they won't let you in. I, I don't hear it if here's a certain preference. I know Mexicans, yeah. <laughs> so my husband. <laughs> but, but, yeah, um, I don't know if there's a different treatment in this way. But uh, here men women now. I don't think there's a problem. I think it's more race. And I really don't like to talk about, because I especially... Um, I know here the education, especially in the Holocaust Museum, goes about to no ways. And this is that's what I mentioned before, to mm -hmm. educate that there is no race in a way as it is. And I think this is especially what I would like to contribute as well. You know it probably when you buy a house. It is even distinguished that there's a race. That Hmm. I, I really don't want to say the wrong thing. When you want to send your kid to a school, you have the distinction of race. You know, here this school, it has a great rating, eight points, and they're like, it's written there 95% black, what for? I don't care if they send it just to have the background for the financial fact or something like that. This, obviously, it's necessary to support people that need support. Mm -hmm. But not when you want to buy a house and then it's distinguished, uh, this is your school district. And in this school, there are so many 95% blacks, two, one uh, Hispanic, two mixed, and mm -hmm. one don't know. And these are those things, but it, it lets you think somehow. It lets mm -hmm. you think, like, so I understand it. But it just gives you to question, mm -hmm. like, you know, mm, like the media generally, like the official media, not the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, are very positive, like, yeah, we, we will do it, we really want to help them. Yeah. Uh, I think the problem is, the only problem is really the process, how it was carried out. It, it wasn't carefully carried out, people were let in without documenting well who went in. This is my issue personally, that it should be done carefully, mm -hmm. like, uh, or, or generally more organized. Mm -hmm. This is a chaos, in fact. The, I think the, many people would agree in Germany. It is a chaos in a certain way. And what they try to do is good. The problem is just that the majority were male that entered. That mm -hmm. well, it, because obviously when you come from a country that has difficulties, um, you can't let them in like this. Um, like, you won't take your baby. And often the women with their children stood back in the country and the man came with the hope that he will get the permission then take his family. So the majority mm. right now is male. Well, just man came, because what woman would go? Who, like, which woman would really consider to go? Back. They weren't like bad parents, it just very self-focused in this way. Uh -huh. And yeah, I think that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there, there were, I think there were things in life, like really people have really bad lives or something like that. I think they were just very self-focused, so that's it. I think everybody went his own life. Like, when you have the possibility to go out, 
of the your environment mm -hmm. that you see it's harming you and you have the possibility, especially when you couldn't do it. And I think this is exactly the place when you may do it, mm -hmm. where you receive maybe a chance. Mm -hmm. In certain countries, I guess it's more difficult to escape your environment due to mm -hmm. financial, uh, organizational mm -hmm. limitations. So I think this is especially, and it's logical, why people want to come here, why they want to immigrate, because um, they... I guess they have to see the choice in this way. So the chance to do something. Also to, to reflect differently, to have different ways of thinking, not just that, what your family mm -hmm. maybe would like to. Also here, we, I think, all in all of the, all the struggle and the time that we invested, it, it's, I guess it's really good now. So mm -hmm. it is it's worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it. I think even now, like as a boring ma a married couple, <laughs> like with our week, week it's so regulated now because it's so unusual. When you're moving so much, mm -hmm. you have to think about what I'm gonna throw away. What do I need? You have to consider every time mm -hmm. when you choose change countries, what is important, what not, and then suddenly. We are in one place. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now finally, oh yeah, oh, I love my boring life. Monday sport. <laughs> like we go, we do weightlifting without potential success, but we do it for fun. <laughs> then we dance together tango. So due to that, you got to know Sabina because we got to know her there. So we dance on Sundays here in the Houston, also tango. And our week looks actually almost all the same. We go to museums, to theaters, and enjoy it. And it's like, nice, this boring, normal, everyday life. Because <laughs> obviously it's exciting when you're young and you don't care about material stuff. And I think we still don't really care. But just the stability to know, like, oh yeah, like just the corner to stay and have this kind of emotional uh -huh. relief, not any more distressed. Yeah. I'm always wondering how much people, because it's so funny, people are looking here for their roots. Even when they grew up in a country, what is so various, mm -hmm. like there's everything. And Everything, I mean, <laughs> like even your uh, slogan or theme, Pandia. Mm -hmm. Pangea. Pangea, mm -hmm. oh sorry. Pangea, Pangea. And it, it speaks of it, like everything together. Mm -hmm. The 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 U of formation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it's funny when I see people here, they, they try to look for something back instead sometimes looking forward. Like it is great that you have so many, many, many different possibilities to exchange information especially to improve, like, as a society yourself. Mm -hmm. People here have the necessity to go back all the time to their roots, mm -hmm. like, in saying it. And sometimes I'm laughing innerly. Like, yeah, I'm Czech, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. It's like, no, no, you are you. You construct yourself, you're fine. Mm -hmm. You are... It doesn't matter what was before. It doesn't matter, in fact. Mm -hmm. like, and this is something... I, it's nice to celebrate all the culture, 
old religion, this is really nice, and this is important, because this is what, in fact, made us being social. But this kind of trying to identify you with something is for me sometimes like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It's just sometimes, in fact, you are restricted by your passport. Mm-hmm. You're restricted by certain things. You have more privileges or less privileges. This is unfortunately what matters. For me, it's interesting to see how people really, really want to be something what I sometimes feel that they really don't see that what was always like. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean. Like This influences you as a being, obviously. Like your parents. Mm-hmm. But it's necessary to celebrate it. It's necessary to... But, but sometimes this kind of isolation to do something because I'm that, because I'm that. Or obviously you should seek for the roots because you can't avoid them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have them simply. This is your... And this is what is interesting. But sometimes I hear people like that they say, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like... What do you think about whenever... Well, now, because everyone's from everywhere coming here, yeah, but then exactly. they'll say, I'm an American. I'm an American. Yeah. So what does, like in that context, what do you think about, do you think that it has the same? Mm, I don't know. It's like on the end of the day. Is it not a passport or is it that what they feel? Or mm-hmm. I, I think it's not my uh, part to judge it. I think I don't care they should be happy <laughs> I really don't care it's like they should celebrate do something what they want um, it's, it's, it's interesting maybe we'll talk in five ten years yeah. <laughs> yeah. then it does Follow make up. sense then it does make sense like, I think on the end of the day um, it doesn't matter what you entitled like what title you received mm-hmm. or what you how you title yourself I guess it's that what you leave. Mm-hmm. That I think this is maybe, for me personally, of higher value, that you do something, you contribute somehow. doesn't matter, so long as it's somehow positive in this way. But I mean, like, you learn, especially when you travel a lot, mm-hmm. from so many different areas, so many different values, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't, would, I wouldn't say personally that I consider myself this or that or this. Okay, I, I, would, I say it, I'm German in this way, it's my nationality in this way. It's my passport. Mm-hmm. And the time what I spent there as a person was value. I, I, I got support. I'm happy. I uh, appreciate the country as such. I appreciate the time also in Poland. So it's a different thing. In fact, I wouldn't consider myself as something like mm-hmm. in this way. I don't know if I ever would say American or anything. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would be happy to live here. Due to mm-hmm. the um, the fact that also that there are so many varieties that you aren't like very restricted mm-hmm. <laughs> to of that what you do or think, mm-hmm. it, it seems to be more liberal and easier to live here with various ideas in this country than maybe in different areas. Who you maybe should ask about who feels as American, and this is the, the story what I started to tell you is about Anna Steinberger the Holocaust survivor, the lady mm-hmm. what I mentioned. And she was a person who had actually a similar, no, not similar, 
not at all. But she moved a lot. She moved a lot through her life due to the historical events, not due to her choice at first. And in this way, she told me actually, she feels American, because people really wanted to point her out, like mm -hmm. journalists, yeah, what are you? How do you feel? Mm -hmm. What is important for you? <laughs> and all these things. And she said, but obviously she lives here the majority of her life. This is, she arrived here on the end of the day as a young woman. She arrived here as a young woman. And she perceived here many possibilities. She associates the country as something positive that she wants to be associated with. And I think this is something what you really want then on the end. That when you have some good connections, you really want to be associated with somehow. Or you don't mind to be part of it. Although she moved around in her life, and she could say she's Polish, but she was born in Radom. She says she's American, because mm -hmm. she got so much. And I think, um, I don't know what I will say in five, ten, in her, maybe her case, like 60 years. <laughs> maybe I would consider myself, or maybe uh, I would more care about what I am, maybe. Uh, maybe never. Thank you for tuning into Pangea this week. Join us next week as we sit down with Asil, a theater artist from Iran and Turkey.